Good morning and welcome to Breakfast with the Beak. I am your host, Johnny Goodtimes, coming at you live from the bottom of the fucking ocean with my sidekick. Hey, I'm Dr. Heisberg. Holy shit, it's a Kraken. Yeah, probably. Awesome. I can't see because I don't have a seat by the porthole. It's really crowded in here. Yeah, because every podcaster in America, all of them, are coming at you from the wreck of the Titanic, yeah. which 100 years and a couple odd hours ago sank. Yeah, James Cameron invited us all into his magical submarine. You know, everybody's here. Mark Marin, Chris Hardwick, Scott Ackerman, Doug Benson, yeah. Ira Glass. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, like, and then like 100,000 other people. Yeah, it's just like all the people you've heard of and then just a lot of nerds. There are literally more podcasts than there are people who listen to podcasts. That's probably true. Yeah. Yeah, actually. And we are all crammed into James Cameron's tiny submarine, and it's gross as fuck. It's kind of hard to breathe in here, man. Yeah, it's, it's just, just a haze of coffee and cigarette smoke and ball sweat. Yeah, you ever try to hotbox a submarine? I mean, it's kind of cool, but I'm a little worried about whether or not the pilot's going to get us... Not pilot. What do you call a guy? I guess captain? I guess he's the captain. I call yeah. him the captain. I've been calling him that. He's, he seems mad, but like I think that's the name. I mean, it's probably because he's having trouble breathing. He's, yeah, I his mean, eyes are welling up. We are being very bad house guests. Yeah, but it's you know it's pretty cool down here at the bottom of the ocean. There's a lot of fish, sperm whales, yep, squids, mermaids, yep. both kinds of mermaids. Yeah, the, the the fish head ones and the the hot ones. Yeah, yeah. So that's so, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, so that's that's our weekend. Yeah, I mean it, it's got to be. We gotta we've got to spend like the rest of the weekend in the little depressurizing chamber so our eyes don't explode. Well, that's important. Well, yeah, you don't want your eyes exploding. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need those later. Yeah, to, to look at stuff, like like all the pictures of the hot mermaids you're taking. Yeah, man, smartphone. I, I didn't have to bring a camera. I got one. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> that's what we're doing. And uh, while we're doing that, we're going to do a show. We've got everyone to be really good, stay quiet. Yeah, it's amazing how quiet the background is. Yeah, considering no the idea. thousands of people... Crammed into this tiny one-man craft. Who are also podcasting, right? Yeah, now. it's, it's yeah. remarkable. It's, how uh, we got some is. some great uh, for all the problems in this submarine. We got some great uh, noise cancellation headphones. Yes, yeah, sweet ass acoustics. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll sound just like we're doing our regular show in the kitchen. Totally. Yeah. Oh. Well, anyway, James Cameron's probably going to end up making a movie about podcasters, and he needs to study our movement for the motion capture. So, right, right, right. Yeah. I want to be blue. Well, you're <laughs> going to be. Okay. And way prettier. I'm cool with that. Yeah, actually, I'd, yeah. Be, I'd be okay with that. If there was a CG version of me and it wasn't more attractive than the real me, what would be the point? It's like they CG yeah. you into, like, uh, you know, Jabba the Hutt or something. Yeah, it's that'd like, be me. That's a dick move. Yeah, it's like, you motherfucker. Yeah, it's like, hey, we got your face and we're going to slap it. On to Jabba the Hutt, or Gollum, or any any number yeah. of gross creatures. It's like, oh look, you made me boss Nass. Awesome. Boss fucking Nass. Yeah. Okay, we have scraped the bottom of the reference barrel, it's time to roll a topic. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, uh, we got, uh, we got uh, um, uh, listener questions this oh, week, but, but right. listener questions from another podcast. Yes. You guys remember a couple of weeks ago... Um, we did our uh, episode 52, I think it was. Yes, it was. Our community chest episode where we called the JV Mail Podcast uh, to ask them a question about the topic that, that JV sent in. Yes. And um, they responded on their podcast this week. They did. Yeah. And uh, we've got some clips of that. We got some. Let's play the clips. Okay, let's play uh, clip number one right here. 
Today's question comes from Dr. Heisenberg. And Johnny Goodtimes. And I couldn't think of his name, yeah, so I said in gang. <laughs> and Johnny Goodtimes. Yeah, it would be the entire cast of uh, Breakfast with the Beak, except no Dr. Soxenberg. Do they make breakfast? Actually, you know, that's a really good question. Do you guys actually make breakfast? Because if you do, I'm coming over for breakfast one Sunday morning. I, I think of like a chicken biscuit, maybe from like Chick-fil-A. I'll, I'll, I'll be happy with waffles. If you make waffles, I'll be happy. I'm just thinking like with the beak, you know, that makes me think of biscuits and chicken for some reason. Yeah, but who has chicken for breakfast? Chick-fil-A does. Yeah, they you're do. right, they do. Well, to respond to that, yeah, <laughs> I think that guy likes Dr. Soxenberg more than we do. I think a lot of people like Dr. Soxenberg more than we do. <laughs> yeah, it's like an SNL sketch. I don't it know. is. It's like it's just going to be the sock hanging over my head for the rest of my life. Yeah. When I die, they're going to put that on my tombstone, creator of Dr. Soxenberg, and also did some other shit. <laughs> I could I could cure cancer tomorrow, and on my tombstone, it will be, it'll say, the man who helped Dr. Soxenberg cure cancer. Yep, yep, it'll be, the, the your, your Time Magazine photo will be the puppet. Yeah. You in the background. Out of focus. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Um, but in answer to your actual question, uh, Johnny is actually very good at making breakfast. He's you yeah. know, he's a good cook. However, don't come over at breakfast time thinking there's going to be a lot of hot breakfast action. Yeah, because chances are I will be asleep, and if I am awake, I will be in no state to, to handle hot pans and, and, and the like. I will need coffee, I will need nicotine, I will need to... Just probably punch someone. So, yeah. you know, swing by around maybe 9, 10, 11 at night, which is usually prime waffle-making hours in these parts. Yeah, yeah, that's your best waffle bet right there. Because, you know, you wake up, you want a waffle, big fucking deal. So does everybody. You don't get a waffle, big deal. Neither does anyone else most of the time. Most people wake up and they want a waffle, they don't get one. But when it gets on late at night and you're thinking to yourself, boy, I could go for a fucking waffle right now, and you can't have one, you feel like maybe society's reining you in, saying this is not the time for waffles, that's when I make waffles, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am spitting in the face of the dominant paradigm with my with my artisan wafflery. That's right. That's yeah. how it rolls. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do make good fucking chicken. So there you go. I make delicious chicken, yeah. and I actually make pretty good biscuits. So hey, you guys want to swing by for some chicken biscuits? You yeah. Know, again, not necessarily served at breakfast hours, but I will make up some biscuits. I will put some chicken upon those biscuits, and put the top half of the biscuit on top of the chicken, and make a little biscuit sandwich with chicken on it. You can have that. We can all have some. And he's shameless. He likes to show off his uh, culinary prowess. So oh, it's, maybe you can talk him into I it. make the best chicken in the universe. Right. See, that's, you know? yeah, so. But. I see signs up all over the place, you know, best fried chicken in town, and it's like, I beg to differ. I I accept the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. It's But, you know, after dark. After dark, yes. All right. And we uh, we, uh, we also have a response to uh, the actual question that, that we called him. Yes, we for, asked. Or uh, them for, yeah. Yeah, he, he said we collect $200. We asked, where's our money? Here's the response. All right, look, first off, I never actually promised you guys any money whatsoever. That's why it's called free advertising. And actually, you should be paying me for playing your promo on my show, which I had to make myself. So that's like double taxation right there, all right? So now that that matter is settled. It's like taxation with representation. Yeah, pretty much. I said that matter is settled. Yeah. So. For you. 
<laughs> it's true. He made his own Us commercial. Yeah, so... It's actually uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, question withdrawn. Yeah. <laughs> Just let me listen to the velvet sunrise that is your voice. <laughs> And uh, you guys he's can hear... He's got a little Casey Kasem going on. I like it. Yeah. He's, he's got a good voice for radio. Yeah. No argument there. So, yeah, if you guys want to hear the rest of the episode where JV and Brady yell at us, um, that's at uh, jvmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, remember the part of that episode where we yelled at them? Imagine if that was the whole show and none of that extra bullshit happened. It's, it's tight. It's a, it's, a, it's a tight show. It's just like a ten minute show. It doesn't yeah. take long. Yeah, yeah. They, they cut out the bullshit that we we spoon up. Yeah, we, that we revel in. Yeah. Speaking of which, let's get to reveling. Now it's time to roll the top. Oh, okay, that's a good idea. Yeah. We should do a top. Business is concluded. Okay. Now begins new business. Okay. That was not a graceful turn of phrase at all. Not so much. <clears throat> uh, let's see. This number... And this number, <laughs> that adds up to 23. <laughs> it was like math. What's topic number 23, Johnny? It's this many. <laughs> they, they can't see your hands. Well, okay, anyway. <laughs> 23. The strange shapes that children's fruit snacks have taken. Suggested by a longtime friend of the show, Trevor in Salton, Washington. Again with the snacks, Trev. It's I love how our show is becoming half Armageddon, half snack time. It's those like if like, you just break down the topics, those are the things that nerds love. Those are two of our favorite things. That's we true. We love snack actually. foods. We love talking about the end of the world and how things are finally going to go right for us once it happens. Actually, yeah, that's ninety percent of this show. So. Unfortunately. Yeah, just hypothetical scenarios involving crazy doomsday shit and aliens and little Debbies. And in this case, uh, fruit snacks. Children's fruit snacks. Children's fruit snacks. Thank little, you, Trevor. The, the little gummy bastards that come in the packets. Yeah. yeah. Now, the, the problem with this topic is, okay, so we like that, you know, we know basically what's on the topic list. We try to keep information in our heads about everything so that we, yeah. we know what to do when we roll. I mean, yeah, we can choose these topics as randomly as we like, but the fact is, you know, we're the full staff. We see these topics when they come in, and we make a point to read up on as many of them as possible. Right, right. And and, and, uh, and, and we when we, were, we talked about this, the fruit snack thing a few weeks ago, not on the show, but just in real life. Yeah. And I was like, well, I... Before we do that, you know, before it comes up, I want to make sure to go to the grocery store and look at the fruit snack aisle. This topic has been on the list for months, and it just keeps slipping by us. Yeah, yeah. We just keep failing to learn anything about it. Like, this fucking morning, I I had to go to the grocery store, just get some food. I was on my way out as well. You were on your way out. I was heading into the city. We left at the same time on the stairs, on the way out the door. (laughs) As he was headed to the grocery store, I said to him, Hey, what was that thing we were supposed to look up? Yeah, and I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't remember looking anything up. What? And, and yeah. Then I go to the... I, I had a, my fucking smartphone in my pocket. Not only could I have looked at the fruit snack aisle, I could have taken pictures. Gotten way up to date on what the kids are eating in their lunchboxes They're not days. expensive either. You could have bought like five boxes, a whole variety of I could have even bought some samples, found out... What the, you know, what was cool and new? Because it's like, I mean, once upon a time, you know, there's like, yeah, there was a, there were shark fruit snacks, right? Yeah. And there was a big promotion. 
and there was a big promotion where uh, there was a great white shark, like one in like every tenth bag or something. And it was it wasn't a prize. It was just like, oh my god, they put a great white shark in the shark fruit snacks. Yeah, you didn't win anything. It was just like, how impressive is this? You got the rarest snack. Now eat it. <laughs> yeah, and it, and the thing is, like they're they're sort of a, a of a gelatinous consistency. So yeah, they're gummy. I mean, they're, they're light gummies, but they're not gummies. Well, yeah, your your earliest fruit snacks were uh, yeah, translucent. You know, the the shark bites in particular were sort of the first generation of fruit snacks that were completely opaque. They were opaque, yes. Which was weird, but I'm sure that trend has either continued or died out completely. Here's the problem with because this. Because that's what I know. Yeah. It has either done one thing or the opposite or <laughs> stayed the same. Our, our, when you get right down to it, our information on fruit snacks is like 20 years out of date. We're basically the North Korean space program with like lower stakes. Ouch. Well, you know, it's, it's I mean... It's yeah, to rocket. us, not them. Their space program blows. Yeah, rocket goes up, boom, ocean. Yeah. Like, and that, okay, this was, if you guys didn't hear, because it was big in the news, but I know some of you get your news from us, um, you know, there's big... Oh, God, co- I hope not. Guys, guys. <laughs> That's a bad idea. What happened in your life? <laughs> like, oh, my God, we don't... Most of the news on this show is crap we make up. Yeah, we are way less credible than Jon Stewart, even. We got... Literally every fact wrong about a Mario chess set. Okay. <laughs> we had to do a a ten minute segment retracting it, okay? Yeah. The retraction was longer than the joke. Somewhere out there there's some guy who is just insisting to his friends that Rick Santorum once fucked a hippopotamus and he knows it's a fact because he heard it on Breakfast with Beak. I thought we said he fucked a shoggoth. <laughs> right, it was a, the first take was hippopotamus. Then we changed it to Shaga. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, out in the swamp. Well, anyway, <laughs> but you were talking about the news of North Korean rocketry. Yeah, big controversy in the news this week was uh, North Korea was going to launch a rocket. It wasn't so much a controversy as a panic. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's the usual North Korea thing. They say they're doing a, a you know, they're making a satellite, doing some research. And somebody, for some reason, says, oh, this is part of their nuclear missile program. I don't know why we always think they're going to do that, but that's what someone inevitably panics about. Yeah. You know, so it's it's a big deal. It was like, North Korea, don't. We're supposed to be friends now, and whatever. And then, like, we're going to shoot up a rocket. And a rocket goes up about a mile, crashes down into the ocean, completely fails. And everyone's surprised, even though that's what happened the last time this happened. That's what happens every time this happens. Every time North Korea wants to start fire off a rocket, boom, it crashes into the ocean. And yeah, I am beginning to doubt the uh, the, the, the the scientists in their, in their rocket program, because, you know, every so often there <laughs> is some country, some, you know, designated villain country, yeah. that we get very worried that they're building... Uh, you know, either a rocket or a nuclear weapon or whatever, and you know, we we talk about how they're they're obtaining the nuclear material on the black market and stuff. Right. But theoretically, anyone could do that. If I had a lot of money and the right connections, I could get some uranium. What would I do with it? I would die because I don't know fuck all about uranium. Yeah, exactly. There was there was a big thing, you know, before the invasion of Iraq. Like, in you know, stuff about, like, yellow cake uranium in, like, Sudan or something? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't even remember. 
See, because it, 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 like, it turned out not to be true. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. it was it was bullshit, and they, they discovered it was bullshit later, but just the fact that, yeah, I'm going to go down to the part of Africa with pirates and buy some uranium, yeah. and then what? No, it's the warlord part. The pirates are on the, the northern, like, by Somalia. Somalia, yeah. Well, whatever. Like, it's equally useless. Yeah, like, and it, it, but, but, like, you know, in theory, like, Iran, for example, does have scientists. You know, so I mean, Iran has scientists, and they at least have oil money. Yeah. So, but like, you know, North Korea has no money, and I'm beginning to wonder about their scientists because it seems like it it, it won't matter if they can get black market nuclear material because it's like, uh oh, we just shot a missile at ourselves. <laughs> Whoa! This is very wily coyote. I just I pictured them with like a big rocket out back, and like one of them's just lighting a fuse and shrugging. No, they've got a giant slingshot. They've got, <laughs> they've got a guy on rocket skates holding it. <laughs> and 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 I love I love Kim Jong Un, the the son of recently deceased uh, North Korean uh, dear supreme leader, leader yeah. supreme magnificent leader yeah. Kim Jong Il, and 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 they had footage of him. This was before it was announced that the experiment was a failure. Yeah, it was just the press event to get everyone excited. Yeah, this is when they they thought it was going to succeed. This is when they were fucking amped about it. Do keep this in mind. And Kim Jong Un is like he's. He looks like he's in his early 20s, but yeah. I'm not sure. He is younger than he looks because he looks like a large baby. He does. He <laughs> does. I mean, that's mean, but remember the Weekly World News story about the, the, the seven-foot-tall monster baby from China? He's kind of a baby face. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, he's not, he's clearly not seven feet tall, but he definitely bears a resemblance to that dude. particular abomination. Right, right. <laughs> and Kim Jong-un is just standing there looking so bored and uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, he just wants to be anywhere else in the world right now. He wants to go play with his fucking Tonka trucks, you know? <laughs> he wants to, like, just be driving in a car or, you know, fucking, like, at college with girls or just doing anything. Just in his room masturbating, he would probably settle for it. Go back to his model trains. Just, yeah. man, he is not into being the supreme leader of he North Korea. To, he wants to go down into his basement and paint his D&D miniatures <laughs> and, or, or his little Warhammer ships. Take your pick. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, uh, I mean, Kim Jong-il was really into being Kim Jong-il. Like, yeah, you oh, could man. tell he got off on... You know, telling the public his laughter made the sunrise, and he directed The Godfather and shit. You know, yeah, he, had, he he might have believed it. He might have been, you know, that delusional. We don't know. Kim Jong Il had a lot of fun being Kim Jong Il. He yeah. came up with all kinds of shit to do. I, I mean, he, he mostly most of it was horrible and dictatory, but you could tell he enjoyed it. I'm not saying he was a good person. I'm no, saying he, he had a, fun being yeah. who he was. But yeah, exactly. It's like, well, I'm a bastard. I'm gonna roll with that. I'm gonna, I'm going to bend this country to my bastard will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kim Jong Un is like the real life equivalent of Bran Stark. Like he's sitting there in his dad's big chair. He's listening to people's problems, and he's like, he doesn't want to do any of it. Yeah, he's just sitting there, like you know, he's like what can he? I don't want to be Lord of Winterfell. Man. <laughs> I don't want to be Lord of Winterfell. I want to ride on my giant simpleton. <laughs> he's like he's just hoping that you know two mystical friends from Taiwan are going to come and teach him how to turn into a wolf. See, just I'll like bet Kim anything, Jong, I'll bet Kim Jong Un has like you know 
thought about that, you'd be like, oh man, maybe I could be a wolf. I would be deadly and majestic. He's like, I want to be a knight, or a wizard, or a bat. Yeah. It's like anything other than being Kim Jong-un. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, he so, just looks... I mean, and for all I know, because I have basically not followed this man's career at all since Kim Jong-il died. Well, it's, I, it just I, started. Yeah, yeah, I basically, I saw the picture of Kim Jong-un and I was like, oh, he, he looks so unprepared. And, he and looks I, like, like I said, like <laughs> a large baby. And, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, he's in a difficult position, right? Because, like, even if he theoretically wants to, you know... yeah. Even if he wants to transition North Korea into, like, a, a democracy or something, or, you know, a better form of communism, anything other yeah. than being supreme leader, he can't just do that. He can't yeah. just pick up the phone and be like, okay, we're going to vote now. Like, there's yeah. a, you know, he's got these weird old uncles, you know, telling him what to do, and he's got this yeah. whole horrible hierarchy and yeah. everything. It's like... And a terrified, cowed populace who's been told that voting makes your penis fall off. Yeah. Probably. I, mean, I don't know. We don't know what's going on there. <laughs> right. The point is, you know, sympathy for Kim Jong-un. He's got, you know, his rockets don't work, and he doesn't know how to be him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's true. I mean, like, it, I mean, like, I, there are certain things that, like, somebody were to tell me, you're the supreme leader of this thing from now on. Yeah. I would go with it, you know? Oh, you're the supreme leader of all the world's nerds. Fuck yeah, I am, you know? Whatever. But somebody tells me I'm supreme leader of North Korea. I'm I'm very uncertain that I can turn that ship around. <laughs> yeah, that is. Uh, you can't do a hard turn when you're going faster than light speed. It's yeah, which just, is yeah. how fast they are traveling away from Good Idea Planet. <laughs> so yeah, I, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, it is. It is. I feel bad for the guy now. I mean, like, and again, I haven't followed his career, you know, since he came to power. So for all I know, he's as much of a delusional twat as his father was. I don't know. But, but as, yeah, from the footage we've seen, he just looks sad. He does. He sad looks like, and, and uncomfortable. It's like, it's like this, this outfit is really itchy. It probably is. It looks, it looks like polyester. Yeah. It does. I mean, like, I'm not a, I'm not a fashion guy. I'm not a guy who can spot fabrics, you know. But I, I feel like that outfit is, is probably polyester. And uh, he does. He just and he has just this complete, just sad sack face. He just, he just has one of those faces that looks like bad stuff happens to him a lot. He looks like an Asian Miles O'Brien. <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, haven't you been working on a Miles O'Brien impression for a, a future sketch? Uh, okay. That is so not ready to be on the show. Miles O'Brien from Star Trek. You know, I, you've, I, been, you've been doing an accent because you know we love. He's on Next Generation in DS Nine. We we all love Miles O'Brien. Okay, you know, big moon faced Irishman. You know, fixes the ship, fixes the uh, station. You know, and, and terrible things happen to him. And he's yeah. like my favorite character to see terrible things happen to. And it's not like I don't like him. It's not like right. oh, I hope bad things happen to. The villain or whatever. It's yeah. just like, he's a character who I like, but when bad shit happens to him, it's like, I know I'm in for some entertainment. Right. So, well, this, do you want to give them a preview of your Miles O'Brien impression? It is so not ready. That's okay. Don't, don't sell yourself short. Just, we know you're not Irish. Just, you know. Again, be, be gentle. Be <laughs> okay, gentle. Okay. Be forgiving. <clears throat> Look at me. I'm Miles O'Brien. I'm sad all the time. Blah, blah, blah. 
that was that was that was better. You're, you're making progress there. That's good. That's good. <laughs> that was. I almost thought Colmini was in the room. Yeah, yeah. I know. It was like for, for just a moment, I yeah. was him. I, I really felt it. You know. Yes, really. Like I'm gonna go to the Holly Suite and fly a plane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so getting back to Kim Jong Un though. Yeah, and fruit snacks somehow. And fruit snacks. Yeah. Well, remember those? Remember those? The thing the show's about. I still know nothing about them. I, I, I know some stuff about fruit snacks. I know some fruit snack lore. Well, okay. Yeah. All right. You want to talk about our topic? Yeah, because back in my day, okay, uh-huh. okay. When, when I was at prime fruit snack eating age... They came in those little pouches, well, and you could take them in your lunch bag? Yeah. Yeah. Prime fruit snack eating age is about 5 to maybe 13 or so, you know? And Realistically, then through, yeah. Yeah, and then throughout middle school, high school, you know, you get a craving for them every now and then. But even if you're brown bagging it, you're not bringing them every day. You're, yeah, you're probably not going to touch them again until you hit your, you know, stoner age. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like 3 in the morning, you're like, oh man, I want some Gushers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Gushers were a big deal. Well, they were an innovation at the yeah. time they came out, because they had, you know, jelly inside. Yeah. Yeah. Like, now, but the thing is, my prime fruit snack eating years coincided with the introduction and rise of the fruit snack. That's true. I mean, we are and still in the did, 80s. As in yours. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're like I mean, not much younger than me, so... I'm like nine months younger than you, yeah, so well, yeah. Yeah, well, I would have been in the elementary school at the same time. Yeah. So, but, but yes, the, the 1980s were the beginning of fruit snacks, so... Yeah. And, indeed, uh, the first fruit snacks I ever had, they weren't shaped like fuck all, okay? They were shaped like little fruit slugs. They were just little oblong domes of fruit jelly. Yeah, it was just globs of, uh, you know, yeah. mysteriously flavored gelatin. Pretty much. Basically. There's, there's the it weird like, distinction. It was the same stuff fruit roll-ups were made out of, but a blob instead of a sheet. Which may be, you know, much like donut holes where, you know, they started out as the thing you cut out of a donut and then they just started making them as globs of dough. Yeah. It's like maybe at the fruit roll-up factory, you know, they just had a bad batch and it was just globs and then some kid was there and like ate it and was like, ah, you know. Yeah, like maybe like, you know, the, the boss was like, hey, what do we do with all the roll-up runoff? And then they go down to the floor and they find all the workers on break, you know, just eating big handfuls of it. And they were like, holy crap, this is marketable. Maybe. Yeah, and then they, you know... Well, anyway, there's a distinction, though, between um, fruit snacks and gummies. Yeah. Because, like, gummy bears have been around for, like, a hundred years. Yeah, probably. At least. I don't know. Is that true? It can't be true. Well... Gummy bears have been around a long-ass time. They have been around a long time. Yeah. I don't really know how long... I don't... I don't feel like looking that up. Not right now. No. But anyway, they've been around a lot longer than fruit snacks. So, like... But they're not made from exactly the same thing, but no. they're a chewy, fruity thing. It's a different... It's a weird... It's a different kind of chewy. It's a different kind... I think, a, at least in the beginning, in the in the beginning of fruit snacks, fruit snacks were more authentically fruity. Like, as though they contained, you know, real mashed-up fruit, real bits of strawberry or whatever. They probably didn't, but, you know, they, they convinced us. And as, as time rolled on, that, that artifice was gradually discarded as we got into the... The weird colors and the the shark bites and the the gushers and you know yeah I mean they make some now that are supposed to be that have like are a resurgence to the fruity bit like they're strawberry shapes and they but they don't taste any more like strawberry than any of the strawberry candy yeah yeah but yeah no that was it it was there were the weird lumps and then somebody figured out you could make them into shapes and so we had them shaped like stuff like the sharks that you mentioned and that I just mentioned 
And then at some point, somebody invented Gushers, and they were like, it's a piece of fruit jelly with slightly squishier goop inside it that explodes when you bite it. And then 20 years happened that I didn't keep track, and then it's now. Pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were they were always big on cartoon tie-ins in the 80s, because yeah. what wasn't? So they were in shapes like Ninja Turtles and Rescue Rangers and all that shit, oh, so yeah. I assume they still probably do that. Oh yeah, no, and they were definitely uh, not long ago at all, but, you know, long enough ago because the show's been around for years now. Yeah. Uh, SpongeBob Fruit Snacks. And- right. And like, as well as you know, licensed characters with more of a timeless appeal, your your Hello Kitty and so forth. Yeah, sure. And just because of the way that just nostalgia marketing, so many cartoons that are on now are rehashed versions of cartoons from the eighties. I'm sure oh, there yeah. are, there are probably like My Little Pony fruit snacks and like new Ninja Turtle fruit snacks, like Transformers and shit. There's always a Transformers. Now there's a new Thundercats and no, oh, yeah. I didn't even know that. See, so yeah. Oh yeah, they're going like. I, I have not watched it or read anything about it, uh-huh. but I'm pretty sure they're going for, like, the, the heavy serialization, like, yeah, it's just the Thundercats, but we're going to do it right this time. Good lord. Who knows? Maybe it's good. I don't know. I haven't watched it or read anything about it. I wonder if they ever made Pokemon fruit snacks, because, like, I mean, the the typical thing you would do is just make a mold of, like, half a dozen, you know, super popular characters, you Pikachu or whatever. Yeah. But since there's, like, three or four hundred Pokemon now... Oh, there's a ridiculous number of Pokemon. You can make molds of every single one and make them, like, with the minutest little alteration and put them in just giant fucking bags... And you know, you put just the... go buy a pillowcase full of them at the store, and there's like one of each uh, little critter. And somebody would buy that shit. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. I don't know if they do that. Like I, like you said, it's been 20 years since I even thought about fruit yeah. snacks. And I mean, and I'm not saying that's something that they would do just for the the mass market Pokemon fruit snack. You buy that, you open the bag, you get two kinds of Pikachu and a Squirtle. That's all you're getting. But yeah. I'm sure that like if, if, if they were to do that, you could go into a comic book store and buy a collectible limited edition like plastic case with each Pokemon fruit snack displayed in its <laughs> correct order, never to be opened or eaten. It's like baseball cards. Like, you buy a, a little packet of baseball cards, you just get nine random ones, but you can go buy the box of, like, every baseball card made for that year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm sure that somebody would do that, you know? Like, that they would go for the collector's market of food that you keep forever and don't eat, which, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's a way to do it. Honestly, uh, I think guys that run comic shops and hobby shops would be super pissed off if that became a popular thing. Because, like, great, now i got to store fucking food. That's a different kind of commercial license. And they have to deal with ants, probably. Yeah, you don't need to worry about ants or refrigeration when you're selling, like, pewter miniatures. And uh, <laughs> and the thing is, though, that is just a, a shift in how stuff is marketed. I mean, Flintstones Vitamins, they didn't even have enough shapes to get the main cast in there. There wasn't even a Betty. <laughs> you could not get a Betty Rubble Vitamin. It's like, yeah, it was like Fred, Barney, Dino... And, um... Wilma. Yeah. And, uh... What was his name? Who else was there? The, 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 the car? <laughs> he might have actually made one in the car. <laughs> um, the alien. The Great Gazoo. Gazoo, yeah. It was like Fred, Barney, Dino, and the Great Gazoo. That was I don't it. think there was a Great Gazoo. I think it might have been the, the car, the Flintstones car. Okay. Well, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the car was more important than Betty Rubble. Hot Betty Rubble. Hey, guy at the comic shop, aren't you glad you don't have to sell people Flintstones vitamins? I 
have never asked. Who knows? I mean, you know, okay, you know what I think would really cheer Kim Jong-un up? What's that? Like, just to turn him around and, and therefore turn the country around? Is if Kim Jong-un met his own manic pixie dream girl, like if this were like a movie set in Jersey kind of thing, and there was like a manic pixie dream girl just came out of nowhere and saw how sad he was, and just, you know, showed him how to be free and live a... a, a <laughs> This is, this is a ridiculous thing. He's sitting in the war room, looking yeah. sad, playing with his, his the little medals and shit on his fake uniform. Yeah, he's, he's got the weight of, weight of North Korea riding on his shoulders. And then some pretty girl in a cute dress comes in, and she's like, Why do you look so sad? Do you love me? <laughs> 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 you do. You love me. <laughs> And and he would learn how to live and, and love again. <laughs> God, that would be an awful movie. Manic Pixie Dream Girls aren't real, by the way. That's I, the, they're they're not. There are some people who try to be them, but it doesn't work. You see that thing I was just doing. Yeah. You know how it was annoying as fuck. Yeah. And if somebody did that to you in real life, it would creep you the hell out. Yeah. 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 That's what happens when you meet the girl in real life. And and, and oddly enough. They are becoming rarer, thanks to, <laughs> thanks to, and this is a beautiful thing. We can end this phenomenon in our lifetime. Okay, thanks we're going to stamp out, stamp out Mad Pixie Dream Girls. Thanks to smartphones. <laughs> okay. Because I'm walking Explain through... Explain that. I'm walking through the city today, right? Yeah. And I'm walking by a building that's got like a like a little area with, uh, with plants in front of it with like kind of a wide brick ledge that you can sit on. Okay. And there's a, there's a soulful-looking young man sitting on the ledge with his head down. And all I could think was, oh, this is the scene in the movie where the Manic Pixie Dream Girl comes up to him and says, you know, listen to this song. And, or whatever, you know. Right, or, and he learns how to love life. Yeah. We yeah. should go on a scavenger hunt. And, uh, <laughs> you're it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And and I, I see that, and I'm like, oh, God, I hope that doesn't happen to this poor guy. And then I get a little... It was in Williamsburg, right? Um, yes. Okay, yes. so see, that's ground zero. Yeah. For her Magic Pixie Dream Girls. And then I get a little closer to the guy, yeah. and I see his head's not down because he's sad and sullen. His head is down because he's got his smartphone out, and he's probably playing a game or reading Twitter or something. Oh, okay. And it's like, oh... And if somebody comes up and interrupts him while he's doing that, that's a dick move. That's like interrupting someone when they're reading or, like, shouting at someone when they've got their headphones in, you know? Oh, that's Manic Pixie Dream Girl Repellent. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to be in the mood for her whimsical lifestyle. Exactly. You've got shit to do. Right. Yeah. So it's it's getting to where, like, remember a few years ago when Bluetooth headsets were fucking everywhere? You don't see them as much anymore just because there's such a stigma. <laughs> That plus, um, they, they've just they, they've there are alterations to like the technology. Like you can have one that basically looks like earbuds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the point is, you'd see them and you'd see what you thought was an insane person talking to himself. Right. Then you'd look at the side of his head and be like, oh, yeah. now it's like whenever you see someone who's sad, maybe they just want to tweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe they're concentrating on uh, the best way to tell that joke in 140 characters. Yeah, maybe they're sitting on that bench, staring at their at their knees because they have to compose the perfect tweet. Right, I've been about there. the about the awesome sandwich they just had. Been there many times myself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's getting to where hey, when you see what looks like a, a sad, soulful boy, maybe he's not. 
Maybe he's fucking busy and you should leave him alone. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're good, the Manic Pixie Dream girls are going to get burned and then eventually they're going to stop doing that. And then they'll stop making those movies. We can dream. <laughs> because, yeah, really, uh, if we allow that phenomenon to continue into, into the age we're living in now with, you know, constant social media connections... Right. That is when it crosses the line to stalking. Yeah. 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 We, we, need, we need one more to save North Korea. And then yeah. we can stamp them out like Sasquatch. Exactly. It's, right. It's, yeah. Um, <laughs> just wow. pretend that analogy made sense. You just completely derailed me for the rest of the day. It's just like, I'm going to just be off because that, that blew my mind so hard. So, uh, yeah, that's fruit snacks somehow. I'm saying there were millions of Sasquatches in North America before the Native Americans migrated here 10,000 years ago and they stomped them out and then, sorry, that's for another day. Yeah. yeah. No, it was an epic war, but... Uh, There's just no more fossil evidence. It's, yeah. it's being covered up. It's not a big deal. Well, anyway. Yeah. That's fruit snacks. That's fruit snacks somehow. <laughs> so, uh, until next week, we will uh, see you back on the surface. Yeah. Remember that when we were in the submarine? Don't get the bends. That was real? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, bye, everybody. Bye.